0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: This is a journey into sound. Much as you try to bury it, the truth is out there. The truth
2: lives right here, Houston. On this day... 420-0610 420 presents Area 45 with Bajani and Creighton. Field one. High fly ball to deep left field. Back to the left.
3: Oh my god, I just got goosebumps all over again. All over again. That's like twice in the last hour and a half, Patrick Creighton. Baseball horny. Uh, I I don't know what to do with myself right now, really. I mean we've got three hours to kind of figure this thing out. I am absolutely jacked up. We were just talking about this last night, and I think Friday. Last Friday on our show, we were just talking about Altuve, the Astros, needing to get contracts done. Jim Crane, listener of the program, <laughs> apparently, getting the deal done. And I I don't think this is too strong at all. Jim Crane and the Houston Astros making one of the most important decisions in this franchise's history to lock up and seal the deal with the greatest Astro of all time. Jose Altuve, ensuring that he will finish his career as a Houston Astro and as he's done already in multiple, multiple categories, joining Craig Biggio and Jeff Bagwell in all of the wonderful statistical achievements that all three of those guys have had, presumably many more to come for Jose Altuve on his trek to 3,000 hits and a lot of other things. And presumably one day joining both of those guys in Cooperstown, which is now effectively thereabouts, at least 10 years away at the conclusion of this new contract and the five year waiting period. That's going to happen at some point in time, but I'm going to enjoy this 2024 Astros season like I have not enjoyed one before.
4: All hail, King Tuve! First of his name, King of the Andals, the roinar and the First Men, Lord of the Seven Kingdoms, and Protector of the Realm. <laughs> Love it. Man, think about what Jose Altuve has done just the last two years, right? Mm-hmm. Despite the fact that he's dealt with some... Unfortunate injuries. I mean, look, last year he breaks his thumb, get hit by a pitch uh, before the season started. Jose Altuve is going into his age 34 season. Yeah. And last year his OPS was 915. Yeah. The year before his OPS was 921. Did I mention he's a second baseman? (laughs) <laughs> Second basemen don't have nine hundred plus OPSs. They just, they just don't. And for for what he does and what he is, and people are like, oh, you know, Altuve didn't even have like that great a season last. Who's Altuve hit three eleven last year? Yeah,
3: no, it was it was a terrific season.
4: He had a three ninety three on base. That's the third highest of his career. And the other two times he was better were 2016 and 2017, two years in which he led the league in batting.
3: Yeah. Incredible, man. Incredible. By the way, you mentioned his OPS being over 900, something that he's accomplished now five times in his career. And I would not be surprised if we see it for a sixth time in his career this season in 2024. Only played 90 ball games last year. It has been really... Uh, one of the most durable players, you know, outside of, you know, the injuries that he sustained before the season last year that caused him to miss a lot of time uh, with a broken thumb. He only played um, like 124 ball games back in 2019. Then, you know, you had 2020, which was a crap season for everybody in every possible sport imaginable, I guess, aside from the NFL, because uh, you didn't play a full schedule. But Jose Altuve... Is everything you ever quite possibly couldn't have even dreamed of him becoming as he came up through those lean years. Those years in which the Astros told you to your face, we're going to stink. This is going to hurt. It's going to sting like nothing else. And oh yeah, by the way, you're not even going to get to watch him for a couple of years. Um I'm i <laughs> I'm just almost beside myself that the wheels have been set in motion as this era, this golden age of Astros baseball, continues to roll along. We're now what two weeks, two and a half weeks removed of Jim Crane. Signing Josh Hader, five years, 95 million dollars, which told me a lot of good things about how he sees the future of this ball club over the course of the next two, three, four, five years going. And now you get Jose Altuve locked up and ensure that he's an astro for life. There are things that we want emotionally, Patrick. There are things that we just desire. There are things that you know you you know it doesn't necessarily make. Baseball sense, business sense sometimes. Jose Altuve might not have made... We might, three years from now, be saying, ah, oh, man, I don't know about this contract. Now, No, this is one of those things where you just say, you know what? F it. Let's do it. We owe it to him. We owe it to the the the, the city. We owe it to the fans. This guy can not only do so many more great things in an Astros uniform... But he's done so many already, and he's been a part of two of the greatest moments in Astros' history in hoisting that World Series trophy over his head, and they're hoping for a third and maybe more.
4: He's the greatest Astro of all time. Yep. It's it's not Bagwell, and this is not dumping on Bagwell or Biggio no, or no Larry way. Durker or any of these guys. This is a testament to how great Jose Altuve's career has been. You know, in 2022, World Series champions, Jordan Alvarez was second in OPS, the American League, and Altuve was fifth. Last year, Altuve and Alvarez did not have enough at-bats to qualify. If they did, Jordan Alvarez would have been third, and Jose Altuve would have been fifth in OPS. Wow. And... Like, those two guys who each missed a lot of time, and missed a lot of time together. Mm-hmm. Those are the two guys who are the drivers of the engine yes. for this team. Right Last year, Kyle Tucker was pretty much left on an island to do a lot of the work himself because, well, he had 164 more at-bats mm-hmm. than, than Jordan Alvarez. And he had 214 more at-bats than Jose Altuve. The, the the guys who put up the at bats last year were Tucker, Breggy, and Peña. Yeah. And
3: Bregman was an Iron Man last year.
4: Uh, Bregman, I love Bregman. I wish whatever he does in the second half of the season, he'd do it the first half of the season. But <laughs> yeah, you know, you stop tinkering with things. The 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 way that those two guys handle their business, uh Alvarez and Altuve, that Jose Altuve now going into what is age thirty four season. Mm-hmm coming off back to back 900 plus ops years. Yeah. Maybe don't play him so much in the in the preseason so nobody's hitting him with fastballs on the thumb. I mean mm-hmm. I, I, look there's no way to there's no way to account for that. Yeah. And, and I mean that happened it, in the WBC too. It it's, wasn't intentional. You know, there was no malice intended there. Um who was it? Uh Wade Davis threw that pitch or Sounds right. Uh and look it just it just got away from him. But Altuve's just numbers across the board, the average, the walker. I mean, if you remember earlier in Altuve's career, he did not walk.
2: Mm -hmm.
4: Now he walks a lot. Yeah. His, His on base was 82 points higher than his average. That's like a record for Altuve to walk that
3: much. Yeah, that's incredible. His
4: OPS is over 900. He still has the power. He doesn't steal bases like he used to, but he stole 14 and 16 attempts. You know, he can still steal a base. Jose Altuve is still playing at an elite
3: level. No question. Elite level. No question. I don't know if, if it's fair to really expect, though, because, again, he only played 90 ballgames last year. I don't know if it's fair to expect Altuve to have the year in 2024 that he did last year if you extrapolate that out into – you know, over the course of a hundred and sixty-two game schedule, let's say he plays in one hundred and forty-five games. Right? He's only played in more than one hundred and forty ball games. Let's see: one, two, three,
4: four times, five, six, seven,
3: eight times in his thirteen-year career. Well, okay, I'm not going to count so,
4: 2020 because it was a he played 48 out of 60 games, eight and twelve. Okay, uh, but you know, 140 in 2022, 146 in 21. 124 in 2019, 137, 153, and then before that, he was an Ironman. Yeah. Uh, But if you get 135 to 145 games a year out of Jose Altuve... Yeah, it's a win. You're getting 30 homers, you're getting a 300 average, you're getting a 900 OPS. I'm not... Honestly, I'm not worried about Altuve's bat. I'm worried about how well his range continues sure. to be diminished in the field, and he's not a guy who has a great arm. Uh, no, but, but man... But his bat... His bat is his bat's going nowhere, and that's why I said to you the, yesterday, I'd like to see Altuve get some some DH spots. Right, so you're going to have days where Jordan's going to play left field. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you got to get Altuve at DH. Sometimes you got to get Yiner at DH. Mm-hmm. You got to those three guys really should kind of rotate around. Although you know what. There's times when you can get Yiner at first. Could. Because Yiner can play first. I wouldn't I wouldn't say play him there every day, but if you're going to give Abreu a day off at first base, and maybe the lesson they learned last year is, let's not push Abreu like he's 25. Sure. And if his back is acting up, let's sit his ass down and get him healthy. Because look what happened after they got him healthy. All of a sudden, oh, wow, look, he's Jose Abreu again. Yeah. So maybe every 10, 12 games, You give Abreu a blow, and you let Yiner play first base and keep his bat in the lineup. And, you know, they. they, I hope that Espada will be smarter than his predecessor was in managing the workload of, you know, a 36-year-old first baseman whose back was bothering him, Uh, a power-hitting catcher versus a guy who, you know, couldn't hit a baseball with the fat bat when you were keeping the big red fat bat. Yeah, uh, and my seems, boy just got off of that bad boy,
3: and, and seems mm-hmm. to
4: think that his best center fielder deserved to be on the bench. Yeah, so hoping that we get a little a little smarter. Uh, managing. I mean, I think you will.
3: I, I really do. I, I think you will. And it's a very, very small sample size. But you go back to that game with Dusty Baker got ejected and, you know, Joe Espada what was that? in the playoffs, right? That was when that a playoff game where uh, Baker got ejected and Espada decided to pinch hit. Um, I know the game uh, you're Yeiner. talking
4: about. I don't know that it was a, a playoff game, but yeah, he pinch hits Yiner for uh, and yeah, they, yeah, just they, they set make the moves, and it's and, like, yeah, Dusty would No, have you that. know
3: what? It wasn't a playoff game. I think that was, though, an important game down the stretch going into the postseason. Might have been against the Rangers.
4: Unless it was a September game.
3: Yeah, yeah, it could have been. It very well could have been. But I, I do agree with you. I think we uh, are, 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 at the end of the day, much more satisfied with the decisions that Joe Espada is going to make in relation to how he handles some veterans and decisions within the game strategy-wise. It's going to be interesting. I, I just I, I, thought it was incredible, man. I mean, we'd been talking about this the last couple of shows, and I literally come in today and I'm reading this article written by Jerome Solomon on Cron.com talking about, you know, it, it, it's an interview he did with Jim Crane, and it's covering Jose Altuve, Alex Bregman, interestingly enough, not one single solitary mention of Kyle Tucker and a word about his contract in that article, which we can talk about a little bit later. But uh, the story today, Altuve's extension, a five-year deal worth $125 million, first
4: reported by the Athletics Chandler Rome. Um, And think about the timeline on this, right? As recently as last week, reports the Astros had not had any... Conversation yeah. with Jose Altuve's agent had not had any conversation with Alex Bregman's agent. Mm-hmm. So you knew you're not gonna get into Tucker and Valdez at this point. They haven't had any convos with Altuve and Breggy and their free agents at the end of this year. Mm-hmm. Fast forward to today, Jerome Solomon's column in the interview with Crane, and Crane's like, yeah, we talked to Altuve. We feel like we're gonna get something done. We've talked to Bregman. We'll see what Bregman wants to do. Does he want to resign? Does he want to test the market? Part of it is, you know, what these guys want to do. And then literally like that was like this morning and then this afternoon, Jose Altuve and look, let's be fair. Let's be fair. Jose Altuve took a hometown discount. Oh, Jose sure. Altuve took a pay cut. He doesn't deserve to take a pay cut cuz he's still producing like an absolute monster. He is still, unless you're, you know, going to go the, oh, well, Mookie Betts is going to play second base this year, so, like, he's the number one. Jose Altuve is the number one second baseman in the league. hmm And he just took a pay cut. You Are you talking about, when you say pay
3: cut, are you talking about average annual value compared to other second basemen around I'm doing, the league? His,
4: his AAV. Because, I mean, he was making last, 26 last year, And right? now he's going to make an AAV of 25. Usually you go up, not down. And Altuve basically hey, uh, signed five years, 125, 25 million annual AAV. That's a million dollars less than what his AAV has been for the last five years. Because, look, Altuve has never been the kind of guy that I have to make the most money. Sure, He has never been the all eyes on me. He is like the most humble superstar. All right, like think about what Kevin Durant was before he went. Golden State, you know, talking about Mama. Before he did the heel turn. Yeah, yeah, before he made the heel turn, he was the humble superstar. Jose Altuve was the humble superstar. He's never about max money. He's never about max glory. He always defers to his teammates. Jose tuve is that guy. And he just gave the Astros a discount in exchange for, I'm going to play here the rest of my yeah. career. But it
3: when you talk about the AAV, that's taken into account the last 2 years. I think the last the latest numbers that I'd saw, Chandler Rome had them. The last 2 years of this new contract that Altuvé signed. He's making 10 million per. But the first 3 years of this deal, he's making 30, 30 and 30. Also a 15 million dollar signing bonus. So technically So they
4: front-loaded the they deal. They front-loaded the deal. But his but his AAV when they calculate yeah. the tax, it taxes on the AAV so for the, for the your competitive balance tax, mm-hmm. what your what your annual uh, the the way that they, they calculate how much of your salary goes to the tax each year. Right. So that's based on average annual sure. value. So twenty five million a year, average annual value going in is less than what his AAV has been for totally, the last totally five years. That. He gave him a discount because it was more important to Altuve to be an Astro yeah. than it was to test the market. Look. He's a Boris guy now. Mm-hmm. You think Scott Boris couldn't have taken Jose Altuve in the market and gotten 30 plus million dollars? Cuz yeah. damn sure coulda.
3: Absolutely. Absolutely. This was the quote from Jim Crane in The Chronicle, uh, the cron.com article that came out earlier today on Jose Altuve, quote, when asked about does he want him to does he want to be able to re-sign him? He said, quote, "Oh, we hope so. Yeah, we're definitely in discussions now and we'd certainly like to keep him here." That's going to be up to him, end quote from Jim Crane on Jose Altuve. And boom, you get the deal done. Five years, one twenty-five hometown discount, Astro for life, the greatest Astro of all time, signed, sealed, delivered. Houston, how you feeling? Phone lines are open, 713-572-4610, 572-4610. You can call We'd love to hear from you. You can text. We'll get to them. You can also catch us on Twitch. Interact with us there. Not only can you watch us, but you can message us. We've got it open. If you're on Twitch, YouTube, appreciate you. Check us out. You can also tweet at us at pcrate in the number one at Sean Bajani. Uh, for myself, hey, we've got a long show for you and a lot of things to get to. We're going to stick with some Astros. Coming up next, you mentioned Alex Bregman. Jim Crane had some things to say, PC, about Bregman and the potential of re-signing him, but also why he explained in this article why the Astros had neglected to bring back some other fan favorites whom were also very, very productive in their time here. We will get to that next. It's Area 45 on Sports Radio 610.
2: Call from mom. Answer it.
0: Post your free job on slash recommend today.
2: Sports Radio 610 presents Area 45 with Bejani and Creighton. Altuve on a 3 1 pitch delivers high and deep. Altuve hits his third home run in his last five at bats. Altuve sends one into left center field. This one well struck. Back goes to It's gone again. He's done it again. Four home runs and five at-bats. Are you kidding me, Tube? And now he sends one to center field. That'll send Tavares back. Could it be? Four in a row. Four in a row for Altuve. Five and six at-bats.
3: That gem back on September 5th against, yeah, the Texas Rangers. A team he loves to absolutely punish. Uh, and the highlight, of course, that we came in with the show. Who is
4: this Texas Rangers that you speak of? Yeah,
3: the Junk Grabbers. The Arlington
4: Junk Grabbers. I'm going to
3: have to get used to that one with you, huh? (laughs) The Junk Grabbers, of course. Yeah, man. Jose Altuve, Astro for life. Signed, sealed, delivered. Uh, Give the uh, tip of the cap to Astro's owner, Jim Crane. Uh, Made a lot of things very apparent in a recent article uh, interview he did with Cron.com's uh, Jerome Solomon. A couple of those uh, statements we will get to here, uh, but certainly none more apparent than, um, hey, Jim Crane kind of pouring one out for the entire city of Houston and tipping his cap to us right back at you, my man, uh, and keeping one of the uh, biggest fan favorites of all time really in any sport right here in Houston for the remainder of his career, Jose Altuve. Getting it done. Man, I am really looking forward to the 2024 season now. 713-572-4610. We want to hear from you, 572-4610. Let's get out to Reggie. You're first up on Sports Radio 610 this evening. What's up,
1: Reggie? Hey guys, thanks a lot. I just wanted to say I am really thankful that for once, or at least for a once in a while we have someone that comes to the table with common sense to keep our homegrown players right here so we can celebrate them their entire career. Thanks for the show, man. Really enjoying it tonight above all nights.
3: I appreciate you, Reggie. Thanks, dude. You know, Reggie! You you can't
1: do that every time.
3: You can't do that all the time. I mean, this, this is a special, special deal because of that. I mean, there's a reason why you point to guys like Biggio and Bagwell. Um, They weren't the only greats. I mean, they were the greatest of the greats in the Astros uh, franchise history. But look, Nolan Ryan didn't make it. I mean, there's different ownership, different management, different circumstances, different things that are going on in a franchise's existence that sometimes do or don't allow you to um, kind of appease the fans in that regard. I thought one of those situations that absolutely made sense, and I wouldn't even say you're gritting your teeth doing it, I mean, there may be once upon a time in the next three years, PC, where you're looking at that contract and you're looking at Altuve's production or maybe performance in the field and you're thinking to yourself like, damn, this year it stinks. I don't foresee that, but it could be the case. Anything can happen. I just thought if you were going to make an exception or make a decision, of, uh, which to me this is not franchise-altering necessarily in the course of in the case of performance, but if you were going to do it, Jose Altuve is a damn good guy uh to do it with and I'm I'm just happy they've got him locked up and it it's more good vibes in a pivotal offseason where Jim Crane has made some very good sound decisions Josh Hader being one Jose Jose Altuve's uh, re-signing being two. Let's see what he does
4: with guys like Bregman and Tucker and Fromber and others down the road. You mentioned the tip of the cap. I have two. I have two hat tips to give myself. All right. Number one, I want to give a hat tip to our program director Parker Hillis because in my previous lifetime here, mm-hmm. talking about the Astros for more than forty-seven seconds would have gotten me a text. Patrick, got to talk more Texans here. Yeah. But my new program director doesn't do that because he's. Awesome. Amen. Uh, Tip of the cap to Jim Crane, a man that I have given many hat tips to. Here is the quote uh, from Jim Crane, courtesy Jerome Solomon. We'll have a payroll over the competitive balance tax this year. People said we would never do it. I never said we would never do it. I said we do it at the right time when we think the circumstances warranted that. We've got the revenue to do it. I've been telling y'all for years. The Astros print freaking money. The owner just told you he's got the revenue to go over the tax. Mm-hmm. Anytime he damn well pleases, stick that in the back pocket and don't you put it in the wash. <laughs> you remember that it's there. Every time you feel, feel a little froggy, feel a little uppity, feel a little dumb, the Astros can't do this because it costs too much money. You just stick your hand in that pocket and you remember, oh, wait, Jim Crane. He said directly in a quote We've got the revenue to do it. Then you pump your fist with a big old cha-ching. Yes, sir. And you remember this guy is the one who brought you your golden age of Astros Baseball. Once upon a time, Jim Crane was the most reviled man in this city. Mm -hmm. Everyone hated Jim Crane. They blamed him for the Astros having a $25 million payroll in 2013. Mm -hmm. Less than Alex Rodriguez. They blamed him for uh, CSN Houston not being on in 56% of the city. They blamed Jim Crane for this. They didn't pay attention to the CSN bankruptcy case where the judge exonerated Jim Crane in open court for passing on those carriage deals because they were losers. They were money losers. And they would have put that network in bankruptcy anyway. I think a lot of people forget about that. Jim Crane said, I will spend the money when the time is right. And what happened in 2017? He spent the money And they won a title. And he's continued to spend money. The Astros have had like a top eight payroll every year since. Yeah, top three I think coming into this year. The man is falsely accused of being cheap. You don't have a top eight payroll in baseball, and you're cheap. And now, for the first time, he is going to pay the penalty because the last time they went over was the COVID season. They went over by two million dollars and all penalties were suspended for the COVID season. He knows he's going to pay the tax this year. He knows that Astros fans, with a winning product, are going to buy the tickets anyway. He knows you're going to buy the merchandise and pay for the RSN fee anyway. You are, I am, Sean is, C-Sex is, everybody. We're all going to do it because we all want to see the Astros win. And as long as they're winning, we don't care about paying. We care about paying when they stink and they've got a $50 million payroll Mm -hmm. and it's how come the prices didn't go down. I hope we never get to that point. But one thing you can say about Jim Crane is Jim Crane has been true to his word every step of the way. He told you they were going to tear it down and they were going to stink. And they did. He told you when the time was right, he would spend the money and he did. And here he is right now, third highest payroll in baseball, maybe fourth. But still, he's a top five payroll in well, baseball right now, $246 million. I,
3: yeah, I don't, and we'll go up because of the new, uh, well, no, because it, it was a signing bonus this year for Altuve. So yeah, about 247, 248. That's going to be three this is, uh, in baseball right now.
4: This is a man who wants to win. This is the guy who was the mm-hmm. driving force behind the Verlander deal. He was the guy who was the driving force behind the Granky deal. He was the guy who was the driving force behind Jose Abreu. He was the guy who was the driving force behind Rafael Montero. That might have been a miss. He was the guy who was the driving force behind Michael Brantley coming back. Both times. He's the guy who was the driving force behind Verlander again. And now, on Jose Altuve, Jim Crane wants to win. He also wants to keep a couple of bullets in his back pocket in case he needs them later on to make a deal at the deadline that he didn't spend all his money now. Yep. this That is his philosophy and always has been, let me keep a little back for when I got to make those deals at the deadline. Jim Crane wants to win. And this Astros season, assuming that they don't have horrific injuries to... Damn near their entire rotation. And to Altuve and and Alvarez at the same time. Mm -hmm. They're a 95-plus win team. Sure. And
3: they're one of the favorites to win the World Series again.
4: They are the favorite in the American League to go to the World Series. They project to have the most wins in the American League. This team, with all the questions that we came out of last year with is still projected to be the best team in the American League.
3: He's Patrick Creighton, Sean Bajani. Do you remember the over-under win total going into last season for the Astros that was put out? Wasn't it like 91 and a half, 92, something like that? And you, you think about as good as you'd felt about this ball club going into last season, right, which did not at the time include Justin Verlander. And... You had a healthy Luis Garcia, (laughs) right? Uh, You had the hopes of Lance McCullers uh, being a dude for you last year, coming back from injury again. And now he's going to be coming back from injury again, though not being back until presumably around July, maybe August, either on or thereafter the trade deadline hits. You're starting this season with Justin Verlander. You're starting this season with a presumably healthy Jose Abreu, a guy that has kind of maybe figured it out towards the end of last season and has maybe uh, a a much better start to his season, which is, you know, notoriously slow starter for him in his career. But you got to be feeling really good. And you've got a younger and a better, more offensive sound catcher in Yiner Diaz coming into the season. You have got to feel really, really good about your ball club, right now how do you feel about your owner jim crane and what he's had to say about being competitive wanting to remain competitive and get more world series titles here in the city of houston what do you have to say about his thoughts on alex bragman which we will talk about coming up next get to your phone calls and texts and more that's next it's area 45 sports radio 610
0: this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy
2: Live from the Twin Peaks Studios, Sports Radio six ten presents Area forty five with Bishani and Creighton.
3: Jose Altuve will be an Astro for life, agreeing to a five year, one hundred twenty five million dollar deal earlier today. The news first reported by the Athletics Channel Rome. A contract, a contract structure, rather, the first three years will pay Jose Altuve thirty. 30 and 30 million dollars respectively. The final two years of the contract, PC, 10 million per year. Uh Altuve will also get a $15 million signing bonus. Uh, so he's going to make just over $40 million this season. Uh be one of the highest paid ballplayers in all of baseball, very well deserved. Uh, but you mentioned the average annual value of the contract being at around $25 million per year. A big hometown discount, a big tip of the cap from us, all the Houston Astro fans, to uh, owner Jim Crane. There's no doubt about that. I got to tell you, the piece that we've been talking about that ran earlier today on Cron.com in an interview with Jerome Solomon per Jim Crane, uh, I'm liking what I hear so far. Uh, We'll get out to some phone calls here momentarily, 713-572-4610. You're more than welcome in. We've got a couple of spots available if you want to be a part of the program. Uh, Hit us up on Twitch, YouTube, and the text line as well, 572-4610. But uh, really interested to hear this from Jim Crane uh, on Alex Bregman. Quote, he's another good one, a little younger, a little different circumstance. It depends on whether he wants to test the market or he'll sign a deal with us but will definitely make him an offer. End quote. That is Astro Jim, uh, Jim Crane on Alex Bregman and the status of his contract, which will be up at season's end. I love to hear it. I think the wheels are set in motion, but he's a guy, BC, that I feel like Astro fans might be severely disappointed in at season's end when the two sides have not agreed to a deal.
4: I think that Astros fans overwhelmingly kind of feel like uh, Bregman's not going to be back. Right? You, Bregman is looking for that big time payday, yeah. and look, I don't blame anybody for wanting to go get the big time payday. Right? That's he's earned that, right? Mm-hmm. He's he's played long enough, and he's he's given everything he's had to the Astros, and. Now he's going to go try to get, what, a seven, eight-year deal for, you know, $35 million bucks a year or, or whatnot. And okay, I, I have no problem with, with Breggy doing that, right? Like I don't think you can ever give a, a guy grief about, hey, this dude gave you everything he had for, I mean, Bregman's been with the team since, what, 2016?
2: hmm
4: He's given eight years of his career. Yeah. So... Clearly, you've gotten the best of his career. You, you've gotten the, the the prime years of him. Sure. And if he wants a seven- or eight-year deal, you know at the end of that deal it's probably not going to be all that great. Sure.
3: But you're potentially missing out on two, three more years of his prime, yes. so to speak.
4: Yeah, you are. But, you know, the old better to be uh, a year earlier than a year late. Very uh, Bill, Bill Belichick. Belichick of you, yes. Very Bill Belichickian, as you want to say here. But, uh you know look and but Breggy's a Breggy's a really solid player he's never gonna be 2019 MVP runner-up Breggy like that that guy doesn't exist but the guy you've seen the last two years who's put up 800 opss and you know mid you know, low to mid20s homers and uh 90 plus RBI and uh, has a solid walk rate and uh, like that guy it still plays Pretty solid defense at third base. Yeah. You probably got another... At his moments
3: last season, but yeah.
4: Probably got another three, four years of that guy out there, mm-hmm. including this year. Yeah. But so, if he wants $35 million a year for seven or eight years, he's not going to get it here. No. He'll get it somewhere I, else. I agree with you. And I will wish him the best in his future endeavors.
3: Yeah. It, that one's going to hurt, you know, uh, for me, for a lot of people. But again, it is a bout business and it's not all the time that you can do what you did if you're the Astros with an Altuve or do what they've done in uh, years past been a lot of years now but with guys like Jeff Bagwell or Craig Biggio doesn't happen all the time that's why these are special circumstances Uh, Crane had another interesting quote on the ones that got away over the years quote the guys that have gotten away the big names Correa Springer Cole there were various reasons why we didn't sign those guys Crane said some of it was money, some of it was age, some of it was a career path, and that sort of thing. And what they wanted to do to test the market, Look, you're not going to be able to sign them all, but we've made some big signings and we'll continue to balance that with guys coming up. He went on to say, the objective there is to put a winning product out there every single year and be in contention. And we've pretty we've been pretty consistent with that. end quote, from Jim Crane. 713-572-4610. You liking what you're hearing from your owner. Let's get out to John from the North Side. You're on the Area 45 on Sports Radio 610. What's up, John?
1: Hey, Patrick, Sean, man. You you two guys, man, have maybe been my favorite for many years. It's just doggone hard for me to catch up with both of you guys. I I take it that you guys hadn't really, you know, been together on this show. Uh, for a long time, because you know I listen to sports shows all the time. I've been following you guys for years. I hope I'm not making a mistake. Sean, you still teaching school, man?
3: No, I'm not. I'm doing this again full-time, man. Glad to be doing it.
1: Oh, okay, man. I liked the years ago when you uh, was talking about you were teaching, I think out at Galena Park and everything. Yeah, I was in Galena uh, Park for a decade, yep. Yeah, man. So, you know, I've been listening to you a long time. I like to listen... The guys that have these shows that I I consider intelligent and ain't just talking on the radio, just running their mouth just to say something and get clicks. But, look, man, uh, you know, you, we knew they, they definitely Crane was going to sign Altuve, you know, because of the moments, man. His moments was like that doggone Robert Retford movie, man, when Robert Redford hit that home run, man. An and uh. Yeah, man, you know, Tube gave us those kind of moments, so you knew if, if Crane didn't sign nobody else, he was going to sign him. But I, I've always, I've never had a problem with Jim Crane, how he did things. Even when he came in and, uh, you know, and, and started all over and we wasn't winning that many games, I sat back. I say, well, okay, well, let me watch and see what happened. But the thing I found out about Jim Crane, what I realized watching Astro since the 70s, with Bell and all them guys, Mm -hmm. Crane want to win. And, see, I know a guy like that, when a guy want to win, when that's important to him and it ain't just about money, I'm not even concerned.
4: John, I'm glad that you see the – I'm glad you kind of see the light and you see the big picture here. Jim Mm -hmm. Crane wants to win. Jim Crane likes shiny toys. Jose Altuve is a very bright, shiny toy. Justin Verlander is a bright, shiny toy. And, like good players are the shiny toys. he knows stars, put people in the fannies, get people to sign up. I help you win. and like he's he's not been shy about going and getting star players. He has made some decisions that were were hard decisions, right? He fired his World Series winning manager and general manager. Mm-hmm. The league was just going to suspend them for a year. He fired them. Like, immediately. Embarrassed over the whole thing. He fired James Click because he felt Click did not communicate well with him. And he and Dusty were always banging heads. And it all kind of goes back to that Stalling Marte that uh, in the offseason, the Astros and the Mets were competing for Stalling Marte and... The water was starting to get deep, and Click was starting to get nervous. And rather than go to James, uh, go to Jim Crane and say, listen, the water's getting a little deep here with the Mets. They're making a really big offer. Do you want me to continue to push because Jim Crane had given James Click an edict? Go get Starling Marte. Mm-hmm. Well, he didn't do that. He just passed. And then the Mets signed Marte, and Crane was livid their relationship started falling apart at that point. Not because he didn't sign Marte, but because he didn't communicate. Hey, this is where the bidding is now. This is where we need to go. Do you want to do this and let Crane have that final say? Mm. Ever since he sent A.J. Hinch uh, and Jeff Luno packing, Jim Crane has had final say on everything yeah and that's been the most interesting thing when he
3: hires his guy in Dana Brown who's a first-time general manager but obviously a very proven talent evaluator with multiple different organizations it was his guy that's the first guy that he had time to do his homework on and figure out whether or not you know what this guy can be a fit for this organization and I can vibe with him for a long time that is something that I think we're still interestingly watching closely in whether or not this ever really becomes you know David Brown uh uh, uh why am I blanking on his name right now well
4: become does it become Dana Brown's
2: team Dan, I wanted to say and, David and look, Brown does it ever it become is, Dana
3: Brown's team yeah and and is Dana Brown going to vibe with an owner that had to be much more involved than maybe he wanted to in recent years. Is Dana going to be able to prove to Jim Crane that, hey, I've got this. I want you to be a part of it. I I, I, want, I want to be able to include you on things, but you don't need to do everything. I can consummate these deals that are going to help this ball
4: club too. That's going to be a really hard thing for Dana to get to. Jim Crane never even came close to giving James Click the kind of autonomy that Jeff Luno enjoyed. Mm -hmm. Because he gave Luno so much autonomy and then felt he got burned by Luno, he became very, very hands-on, right? I mean, the joke last year was, you know, he's becoming Jerry Jones. His, His hands are all over everything. And it's true. James Crane's hands are all over everything. He is way more involved than he's ever been and anything that the Astros do, Jim Crane is involved in. If you read the, the piece by Jerome Solomon, you know, he talks about the Josh Hader deal and how it's a lot of money. And he says, but you know what? He's 29. He's never had injuries. He's the best in the league. We felt the risk was low. That deal doesn't get signed off by Jim Crane. It doesn't happen. Right? That deal happened because Jim Crane said, let's do it. Everything Dana Brown does has Jim Crane's handprints Mm. at the top of the page. Mm -hmm. Always going to be that way. Because ever since Luno, Crane is never going to allow a a GM to have that kind of autonomy. His hands are on everything. And you know what? He likes it.
3: Yeah, I I, I think he likes it. And it helps a little bit too whenever you are so involved and you can win a World Series along the way uh, as they did in 2022. But... I I don't know that it's always going to be that way. I don't know that it always has to. And maybe it is, but at the end of the day, at what point in time does Dana Brown say, "Hey, you know what? Like I feel like I've done a pretty darn good job here." Like is is not getting the credit going to get to him at a at a certain point? Does does that matter to a guy that you know whether it be in Atlanta or uh what was it? Uh Is it Toronto? I think Uh, Montreal way back in the day.
4: Winning and money. Yeah. If you're winning and you're padding your stat sheet Mm -hmm. and you're racking up rings, Mm -hmm. do you want to leave? If you're well compensated, are you willing to take a little grief and have the owner watch over you, but you're well compensated and you're winning because you know what? You go somewhere else. There is no guarantee that you're going to win. There is no guarantee you're going to stay well compensated. Mm -hmm. So do you leave the organization you know to go to an organization that you don't because, well, the owner watches over me, but he also gives me a huge budget and lets me sign stars and we compete to win every year versus... I get to make all my own decisions, I'm autonomous, but I've got a $125 million budget. It's still going to be very
3: interesting, too. I go back to this because, for me, it was bold whenever Dana Brown took this job as general manager and said, look, this is who I am. I'm an aggressive type of guy, and when asked about his philosophy on longer-term deals, he went as far to say that, you know what, maybe we as an organization are going to have to look at the possibility of looking at longer-term deals for players. If it happens with Tucker, and I think just the report of an offer is going to be at least a little bit of a sign that Dana Brown has influence on Jim Crane to look at the possibility of a guy like Tucker and making him a competitive offer that he would receive on the open market in terms of years and average annual value. That, to me, is going to be a big day whenever the report is leaked of the Astros' offer to a guy like Kyle Tucker.
4: I mean, Tucker is exactly the kind of guy you want to give the long-term deal to, right? He's still in his 20s. He's, what, 27? Yeah. He's incredibly durable. Proven. He is... A high average, he hits for average, he hits for power, he draws walks, he plays great defense, he's got a big arm, he's a goal-glove defender, he runs bases, he's a 30-30 threat. But most importantly, he doesn't get hurt. Mm -hmm. You want that young guy, stays healthy, produces like a champ, at the plate, on the bases, in the field... He is exactly the kind, oh, not a rabble rouser, not a troublemaker, just goes about his business, maybe is a quiet leader in the the locker room, which we're kind of starting to hear about. Okay, this is exactly the kind of guy that you want to give the long-term deal to. He is your best bet still in his 20s. Those are the ones that work out. He's Patrick Creighton. I'm Sean Bajani. It's Area 45 on Sports Radio
3: 610. A glorious day. Glorious evening in the city of Houston.
4: Unless they're Kelvin Sampson.
3: <laughs> well, Sampson and, uh, you know, maybe Ime Adoka right now as he watches his team uh, self-destruct in the second half, though. Still plenty of time to do something. We'll give you a Rocket score update, Coogs update uh, coming up next. And we'll also get to this. C.J. Stroud making the rounds with the Pro Bowl. Did the Pivot podcast with Ryan Clark, Fred Taylor, and Channing Crowder today. Had some awesome things. Uh, interesting things to say about one Dalton Schultz, Laramie Tunsil,
0: and more. We'll have it for you next at Sports Radio 610. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget.